The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hey folks, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Item of the Week If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out Head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll Featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator this item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 at BubbleGenius.com, with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. I meant to do that. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Mr. Zerlitz, let's be honest. We've seen your people working for pennies, making defective novelty items which at best don't work and don't provide hours of family fun. And at worst, I'm creating serious injury. So what are you saying? I'm saying that your boss, Mr. Lee, is in effect the Mr. Big of the pirate novelty business. No, he isn't. You're just saying that to get a higher rating on your TV show. Well, I wish I were, but we saw your people making pirate minkman schnozzes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's so funny that you say that. They don't make snozzes. They make semiconductors for a very reputable computer company. What's wrong with that? Is there something wrong with that? Why, 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 why is that suddenly wrong to do? I don't understand that. Why are you pointing the finger at other people all the time? Why don't you point the finger at yourself? This is an affidavit. I know that. Well, let me finish. This is an affidavit from a woman who's got severe nerve damage on her upper thighs from sitting on one of your defective whoopee cushions. Here, read it. Well, I have read it. So why do I have to read it? Well, it does pertain to your company. I know that. Why wouldn't I know that? It's my company. I, I'm quite aware of that. Is it me? It's him, right? Bob Seska! Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show! From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, May 3, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob. How you doing? How are you? Hello, Bob. Hi. We are brought to you by Bubble Genius. It is the best soap in the world. Find them at BubbleGenius.com. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Head on over to TheBowenLawGroup.com and meet the most interesting lawyer in the world. All right. God damn it. Enough with all of that happy crappy. There's... Way too many things happening right now. Right now, as we're talking. It's it's happening right now. Everything is falling apart. <laughs> and, Did you and, just say the most interesting lawyer in the world? Yes. Yes. Is Rudy is. Giuliani now not the most interesting lawyer in the world today? <laughs> God damn it, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know what's going on, Jackie. Ja- look, Jackie Schechner's here. Hi. Yeah, hi. Hi, Jackie. God, it's been like years and years and years since you've been on the show. It seems like it has. it's been a long yeah. time. Yeah. 
Every day feels like a year now, too. Uh, no. It seems like uh, the whole Michelle Wolf thing was like, oh, wow, you remember back all those years ago when we were talking about Michelle Wolf and the White House Correspondents' Dinner? It was only three or four days ago, for Here's God's sake. Here's my hot take on that, by the way, since yeah. I haven't had a chance to weigh in on the show on that, and then we can move on. Right. I went to a bunch of these things when I lived in D.C. and I was with CNN. Oh, I'm sure. Right. The roast is part of it, right? Mm. They take the piss out of everybody in the room. That's what they do. (laughs) I don't think she did or said anything that was any different than what's been done in years past. No, certainly not. And so the fact that this became a thing is so beyond absurd. Yeah. I mean, the thin skin of this White House and this administration is beyond anything we've ever seen before. And she didn't say anything particularly egregious. She didn't do anything particularly insulting. She didn't do anything that hasn't been done by a thousand comedians before her. And the fact that it even became a story is totally absurd. Yeah, and then again, the, the Trumpers don't get to complain about decency. They don't get to complain about decorum or, or comedians who make fun of other people's appearance. But that's the thing. Like, she didn't even do anything out of the norm. Like, if she were particularly egregious, yeah. they still wouldn't have a right to complain given what President Trump himself does. Yeah, I know. But she didn't even cross a line. She didn't. And you know what? I just kept thinking back to the 2006 White House Correspondents' Dinner when Stephen Colbert got up. I mean, again, we were still in the throes of if you criticize Bush or if you criticize the United States foreign policy, you are a traitor. You are unpatriotic. And Stephen Colbert got up there in character and just ripped George W. Bush to shreds to his face. But to George Mm -hmm. W. Bush's credit, he actually Mm -hmm. turned up and sat through it and kind of smiled and and played along at least and then got up and did his own bit and then it was over. And yeah. it's uh, called having a sense of humor right. and actually entertaining humor. I mean what what Republicans do and I say this because they always laugh this stuff off as a joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he was joking. It was a joke. First of all, they have the worst sense of humor. Like <laughs> yeah. nothing they ever laugh off as a joke is funny. <laughs> right. But they use that as an excuse. Oh, it was just a joke. She was actually telling jokes. Mm-hmm. And they actually were funny. I mean, I watched the thing thinking there was going to be something egregious in it after the fact. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything <laughs> in it that no. I found even remotely offensive. Of course so. not. Of course not. And, you know, Trump's a big And coward. yes, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a big fat liar. And she... <laughs> does have an overdramatic smoky eye at every press briefing. Yes, yes, she does. But of course, the press all thought it was because, I don't know, because her eyes go in two different directions sometimes. I don't know what. I, she I think didn't they say anything about that. Eye. Do they no, know what a smoky eye is? It's they some don't. melodramatic makeup that's not appropriate for daytime. <laughs> right, and it was, a, it was a joke about makeup. It was a joke about lying. It was not a joke about whatever's wrong with uh, with her face because... Yeah, if you think she's ugly and fat and a terrible dresser, that's in your head because that's not what she said. So if you want to equate her being a liar with all of those things and somehow put them together and say that Michelle Wolf insulted her, mm-hmm. that's in your head yep. because that's not what she actually said. No, no. Okay, so you know what? I, I want to dig Okay, in. let's move on. Yeah, I want to get... I mean, this, okay, yeah, because I mean... Moment that, of outrage over. I mean, again, but that would, st- that would still be a story today if it was wasn't for no, this. so much other stuff. <laughs> I know. So and, much other good stuff. Okay, uh, anyone who wagered it'd be 13 days between Giuliani being hired and Giuliani totally losing his spadoinkel on national TV wins <laughs> all the money. All of it. All of it. You win. 
because... didn't beat the mooch, but he's close. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, the mooch, I mean, the mooch was fired after, what, 10 days? 10 I days, think. yeah. And, and Giuliani managed to stick around. But again, he's only made one public appearance since he signed on as one of Trump's personal lawyers in this whole uh, Robert Mueller thing. And now we're, you know, I think he's also looped into the Southern District of New York and the Robert Kuzumai investigation going on down there. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's what they call shit in the bed on national TV. <laughs> That's exactly right. He went absolutely bonkers. In fact, I'm repurposing the Stephen Miller music for Rudy Giuliani because I think this is more than appropriate. This was basically, if you if you imagine Rudy Giuliani going completely bug-eyed on several occasions during his Hannity interview last night, this music just about fits. <laughs> Crazy fucking Rudy Giuliani went nuts. I'm pretty sure, you know, we, we talked about this a while back, Jackie, where... We were saying that Donald Trump needs like one of those shock collars to keep him from yeah. saying things that will only be bad news for Donald Trump. Of course, Trump always makes things worse for Trump. So do the people around him. Rudy Giuliani well, makes things worse for Trump. And I, and I imagine they're thinking, hey, you know what? We better get one of those Trump shock collars and put it on Rudy Giuliani every time he decides that he's going to go out in public and start talking. We'll just rig it up and just go. Ah! Damn, and just, yeah, well, two and, things came to mind watching last night. I, obviously, like a lot of people, I didn't tune in until I started to see the feedback on Twitter because yeah. I don't watch Fox News and who would have thunk anything would have come out of this interview. Right, no, you're I, not, I, glu- I you're not glued on. to Hannity every night, Jackie? Yeah, no, I don't need that kind of misery in my evenings. But mm-hmm. two things came to mind was, you know, Rudy Giuliani sitting there with his arms resting on his protruding belly <laughs> with his yellow teeth yeah. and his like slovenly suit. And uh-huh. I'm <laughs> How about that page six write up where now yeah. that he's going to be single, all the women are just flocking to him? Like, what was that about? What, right? I mean, there's really? nothing physically appealing about that specimen. <sighs> and then the second part of it is I saw this morning a write up talking about how he and Trump have a quote, generational rapport. Yeah. Like, that's a euphemism for old and out of touch. Yeah, that was Robert. A, yeah, generational rapport. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's some good writing there when yeah. you want to say that they're like, Old, racist, and out of touch. <laughs> Actually, that's a that's a pretty interesting bit of information. Muggsy, Robert Costa from the Washington Post. We we like to call him Muggsy because he totally looks like an old time newsie. He looks like a, like he's going to run up <laughs> to a bank of phone booths and start calling in his story. Uh, Muggsy reported that. And this is his actual tweet. White House aide is bewildered this morning by Giuliani, but says many on staff now feels like they're not in control of the situation. Aide said POTUS and Giuliani are, quote-unquote, running their own strategy, Jesus Christ, <laughs> and, and have a generational rapport, as you said, and shared grievances slash perspectives. <laughs> so it's just, you know, the first thing I Being thought of... Being an angry white man, he's so aggrieved. I know. And the, fir- the first thing I thought of, Jackie, was that scene from Zoolander where they're bashing that iMac. That's Rudy Giuliani and Trump right now. Just going nuts and like, what is this? What is this? What is all this crap? And and their, their strategy appears to be, the uh, once again, the Pee Wee Herman strategy. The I meant to do that strategy. I meant to do that. Where... <laughs> Where Pee Wee Herman takes a nosedive off his bike, does a triple flip on the grass, lands in front of a group of kids, stands up, dusts himself off, and says, I meant to do that. (laughs) I can't figure out what's going on. I mean, why go on national television and spin this insane lie? Yeah. And to admit, I mean, yes, the Stormy Daniels stuff is, I mean, that's a gift to Michael Avenatti. I know. But beyond that, to say on national television 
that Trump fired Comey because Comey wouldn't reassure him in public that he wasn't a target of the investigation. Sounds a heck of a lot like admitting to obstruction of justice. Yes. I mean, I don't understand what the strategy is in that. Like what word vomit did you put out there that you thought was going to get you out of trouble? I don't know. I, I have no idea what this is all about. Clearly, he did not mean to blab all of that crap last night, Giuliani. Um, did he forget he was on television? He's uh, just chit-chatting with Hannity over a beer? Like, maybe. I mean, you know, that sort of thing used to happen on the Stern show all the time, where people you didn't realize they were on the air, and they're just talking, shooting the shit, thinking they're still in commercial. And it turns out they've been on the air for 20 minutes. And and I can't imagine, though, that happening in the context of a television set on Hannity, where clearly they're on the air, and, and Giuliani doesn't appear to know about it. But you know what I want to do? I want to circle back around to that story because right before we started the show there's another big huge colossal breaking goddamn story in which nbc news is reporting this is uh tom winter and julia ainsley are reporting that the feds tapped trump lawyer michael cohen's phones at least one phone call between a phone line associated with cohen and the white house was intercepted a source said now this is going to be I, I, I don't know. I almost said fascinating to observe, but it's actually going to be kind of harrowing to observe the fallout from this because if you rewind a year and, and some months, Jackie, we remember Donald Trump going batshit over wiretaps with two P's. He likes yep. to misspell wiretaps and, and, and how he was outraged about that and how the wiretap of, uh, of Carter Page has been a huge point of controversy between Trump and the DOJ and this drive by Donald Trump to put together a case for shutting down everything and lighting a torch inside the DOJ and burning it to the ground. So the fact that now NBC News is reporting that Donald Trump possibly was captured. And then we're also hearing at the same time that um, if you remember on the same day that the, the raid against Cohen happened that night, apparently Donald Trump called called Michael Cohen. And Michael Cohen said to Trump at the end of the call, don't call me again. My phones are probably tapped. Says who? But it's, I mean, (laughs) these are the dumbest criminals in the history of dumb criminals. I just can't get over further evidence that these people don't know what the goddamn hell they're doing. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that these people have skirted the law for so long that they feel like they're immune. Right. And it's like, I've gotten out of everything up until now. Why should now be different? That's the mm-hmm. only thing I can think of as to why they continue to behave this way. Yeah. Because this is what Trump is all about. His entire life has been about breaking the law, skirting the law, suing to get out of trouble, uh, threatening to get out of trouble, sending in his goons to do work. <laughs> it's, this is how he operates. And now that he's under the eye, the watchful eye of the entire world, and federal investigators, he's getting caught. Um, and not just him, but the people he surrounds himself with. Yeah. So I guess instead of being careful and diligent about his behavior, they're just continuing to do what's always worked for them, <laughs> assuming that it's going to continue to work. It's, it's sort of the yeah. audacity of dope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think... 
I think that that's what's going on here because there's no other explanation for how stupid they all are. No, no, there totally really not. isn't. Yeah, well, I, I think they've just been able to uh, get away with a lot more as as private citizens living up in New York. But those of us who have been following, I, I keep saying this over and over again, wondering how the hell the rest of the country didn't notice. But for 30 years now, maybe more than 30 years, those of us who live on the East Coast or used to live on the East Coast to some degree know what Trump is all about and know all of the malfeasance and corruption that he's linked to in New York City. And it was like... He's a joke. He's a joke. He's He's a a giant, big, fat joke. And the fact that he became president is a humiliating embarrassment for this country. Uh, And that that he duped so many people um, is an embarrassment for the lack of education in our society. (sighs) I mean, people should have known better. And and here's uh, America's mayor... America's mayor going on Hannity last night and just be clowning himself, be clowning the president, and then reacting by saying, I meant to do that. It's just utterly absurd. Okay, so first of all, Giuliani admitted that Trump reimbursed Michael Cohen for the $130,000 hush payment to Stormy Daniels. Giuliani said Trump repaid Cohen via a series of payments made over the course of several months. By the way, initially, I thought, well, how, why is a billionaire? stretching $130,000 over several payments. And then it occurred to me that, oh, oh, it's because of the law, because you can't transfer that much money into someone else's account without Without it flagging. Yeah, without the government hearing about it. So they broke it up into uh, smaller payments. And and those transactions were completed either in 2017 or possibly in early 2018, they're saying. Yeah, which they're saying, I mean, this makes sense to me. Somebody put it in a great analogy. If you rob a bank and then you think better of it months and months later and you start to secretly pay it back, yeah. it doesn't negate the crime. <laughs> right. And so whatever they're now trying to spin, I mean, it, it, it definitely seems like they sat down and said, okay, here's how we're going to spin this. We're going to say that you paid him back out of your personal funds uh, and that it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with the campaign. And then mm-hmm. Giuliani last night, or was it this morning? At some point, I think it was during last night, it said, yeah. imagine if what it what would have happened had this come out two weeks before the camp before the election. <laughs> no. Well, then you're now admitting that it did have something to do with the election. <laughs> oh, you know, Cohen's on record. I, I don't know on record, but at least they have some evidence that he was complaining he'd never been paid back. He uh-huh. allegedly took out a home loan to cover this. Yeah. So it wasn't part of a retainer. It, none of it makes any sense. Like the explanation they're giving doesn't pan out based on past information and statements. Well, this is the endless cycle that we're in, Jackie, where the, Trump makes makes things worse for Trump because Trump always right. makes things worse for Trump. And then what they try to do is they try to dig themselves out of the hole. But instead of digging themselves out of the hole, they dig the hole even deeper. And that's what's yes. going. That's what we're in the midst of right now this is rudy giuliani and the white house just digging away digging that goddamn hole because they are the stupid people like the stupid people they absolutely are and in fact norm eisen from uh brookings and cnn tweeted today if the cohen loan was not one to the campaign then it was one to trump and he omitted it. He didn't. He actually mm-hmm. didn't report this on his personal federal financial disclosures for that period. And that is a crime under 18 U.S. Code 1001. And and Norm Eisen and his people from uh, Brookings, I guess, have filed a criminal complaint with the DOJ. So that's actually more news of 
the initial fallout from all of this. Uh, you, you want another aside? Is somebody else who's known Trump for a long time said he's never once seen him pay anything out of a personal account. <laughs> right. So right. either it came from the Trump organization or you know some other or campaign funds, but yeah. Trump's never written a personal check. Right. And, and, and of course, uh, Giuliani denied last night that it was from campaign funds, but then this morning, like a fucking idiot. I meant to do that. He, he goes on Fox and Friends and tells the giggling couch tumors that, oh yeah, it was, <laughs> it was timed. It was timed with the campaign. We had to, we had to solve this, but we had to put out this fire for the sake of the campaign. You stupid, I guess that's where he said it. Yeah. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. I mean, if I'm Donald Trump, I'm watching TV and going, shut up. Going, shut up. Shut the hell Rudy, up. Shut up. Rudy, please. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Right, that's Donald Trump sitting on his uh, fucking John last night, <laughs> poop tweeting and and watching Rudy Giuliani completely blow up this entire goddamn case. This is bad, and and this why so would bad. someone like Emmett Flood sign on to this? I mean, I don't. I, don't I was know. reading yesterday a little bit about him, and people were saying, you know, he's a serious lawyer. They also said that he has a deep. Uh, distrust of like federal prosecution and oh, he really? believes that there's oversteps. So it, it may come from that. Yeah. Like he doesn't believe in government power or at least he believes that government power overreaches. Um, but I, everything I've read about him is what a serious lawyer he is. So yeah. why you would step in, you think you can save the day with Trump <laughs> as a client? I mean, why would you bother? <laughs> save yeah. your reputation, dude. And by the way, Ty Cobb suddenly and without explanation, without any warning in advance, decided that, oh, he's going to retire. It just happened out of nowhere. He was on two different podcasts, and this was just yesterday. It already feels like old news. Like, the, Ty Cobb leaving the Trump legal team is just like, oh, my God, what? I barely remember. What does he even look like? Oh, the crazy mustache. I get it. And I started a rumor yesterday that John Bolton's mustache pushed out Ty Cobb's mustache. <laughs> because there can be only one. So he did two podcasts where he didn't mention it at all. You, you would think that in a in an interview, one of which lasted for a couple of hours, I think, uh, he didn't bother to mention that. Oh yeah, by the way, today's my last day. I'm retiring. <laughs> it just happened because I'm I'm sure it's all a cover story. It's not. It has nothing to do with anything. Uh, you don't retire as the president's attorney if you're winning. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly Now's right. not the time you retire if things are going well. So Giuliani said the president repaid it. He repaid the uh, the payment to uh, Michael Cohen that that Cohen paid to Stormy Daniels. Says who? He. Uh, Trump didn't know about the specifics of it, as far as I know, Giuliani said, but he did know the general arrangement that Michael would take care of things like this, like I take care of things like this with my clients. Well, that opens a can of worms, too. Like, who is... Right? Who's, yeah, who's Giuliani taking care of stuff for? <laughs> yeah. And then on top of all of that, I mean, as if that wasn't damaging enough to the White House and damaging enough to Donald Trump, damaging enough to Rudy Giuliani, he went on to say that the reason why James Comey was fired... Well, basically, Rudy Giuliani confirmed obstruction, obstruction. of justice. Right. Yeah. He said he fired Comey because Comey would not, among other things, say that, he, that Trump wasn't a target of the investigation. He's entitled to that. Hillary Clinton got that, and he couldn't get that. So he fired him, and he said, I'm free of this guy. Oh, cr crazy Rudy, right? He actually said, then said it the next day to the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, God. one thing that doesn't come up 
very often enough, um, and it, it was said back when it happened, and I haven't heard mm-hmm. it a lot since, yeah. is the reason why Trump met with Kislyak and Lavrov in the Oval Office mm-hmm. was because Putin requested it. Jesus I mean, Christ. I, yeah, it was back in the when it happened, yeah. it was at Putin's request that he hosted them in the Oval Office. Yeah. And I saw it at the time, and then it, it hasn't come up. I haven't seen it in any subsequent write uh, uh, about that in particular. But people need to, to remember mm-hmm. that when that meeting happened, no U.S. press was invited in. Yeah. And that they didn't mention Kislyak in the official White House readout of that meeting. So it was supposed to be just Lavrov, according to the White House. Like, Kislyak, they, there was no mention of him. And the only reason we knew he was in there was because they let a Kremlin photographer in. But yep. they wouldn't let any U.S. press in. Nope. So eventually, as everything does with this White House, all the information leaked. But that's a big thing that happened that I think doesn't get enough attention. Right. That that was a a big turning point. Yeah. And along those lines, we also knew back in, uh, I think it was August of 2016, we knew at that point that that Trump had dictated that doctor's note to Harold Bornstein, his personal physician. So that wasn't even news. But of course, because of this ongoing fire hose of new constantly being bombarded with one news story after another, like we're doing right now, it got completely lost. But we knew back, I think it was the the reporting from NBC news was August 26, 2016. And they said that uh, Donald Trump, and this is Bornstein's own words telling NBC news that Donald Trump sat in his limo outside and dictated on the phone, the content of that letter. And so mm-hmm. we, we found out about it again. It was confirmed again by a CNN interviewer, a CNN journalist, the other day. So I just wanted to throw that out there as far as news that we already knew, but which seems brand new anyway because of uh, the ongoing uh, onslaught of, of news reporting that we've been getting lately. Um, meanwhile, there's Rudy, a lot of other big stories too that are getting buried by all. Yeah, this news, and I would right. I mean, right. I mean, I, I definitely want to get to the story that Michael Schmidt broke last night on the uh, on the Rachel Maddow show, but we'll we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, meanwhile, Rudy called uh, James Comey perverted, <laughs> <laughs> which is an interesting word usage given Donald Trump's uh, uh, current uh, set of controversies. Uh, Rudy referred to the FBI agents and prosecutors who raided Cohen's uh, uh, house and his hotel room and his office and his bank deposit box. He referred to those FBI agents and prosecutors as stormtroopers. I meant to do that. What what could possibly go wrong there, Jackie? (laughs) Oh, what is it? It, It's if you're comparing people to Nazis, you've lost, right? What is the... Yeah. I mean, this is this is so dangerous. I mean, it's just attacking the institutions. We haven't talked since this happened. We did a a sort of a roundtable interview. It was Rob Reiner sat down with John Seifer, who's a former CIA officer, Mm -hmm. Clint Watts, who's a former FBI agent. And yeah, Clint's great. And General Michael Hayden. And the four of them sat down to kind of talk about the Russia investigation. And the, the clip that we have, um, which I, I love so much and I've, I've pushed it out there, is Cypher says, look, you know, we have this narrative of what collusion looks like, right? You've got members of the Trump campaign certainly willing to accept information from a foreign power. Mm-hmm. You have meetings with a foreign power. Yeah. Uh, you have them then lying about accepting this info, being willing to accept this information from the foreign power and other meetings. Uh, And then you have them attacking the institutions that are investigating whether or not there was any kind of cooperation with the foreign power. Yeah. What does the narrative of innocence look like? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a great question. What's the explanation for why a political candidate trying to win votes in Iowa needs to be talking to Russians? Yep, uh, there is There not. is no explanation of innocence. Yeah. There is no, give us a counter narrative. Yeah. If this is a witch hunt and this is nothing and this is the deep state going after you, What's the explanation for all the shady shit you did? Well, I mean, obviously, and I've been saying this for a long time, Jackie, which is that if they were innocent, the only thing we would be hearing from Donald Trump, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Donald Trump's legal team, Jay Sekulow on fucking Fox News Channel, are these words. It is not the policy of this administration to comment on an ongoing investigation. That's what we would hear over and over again, and that's what we will have heard for the past year plus yeah. now. We're not getting that. Not getting it. And so we're not getting that. And you're not you're not afraid to sit down and talk to someone if you didn't do anything wrong. No. No. I mean every I I, I made sort of a a pathetic joke last night, but it's like everyday life is a perjury trap for these people. (laughs) You don't have to sit down with Mueller. Like everything they say is a giant lie and then they get caught in it 20 minutes later. Well, that's the unspoken thing because of course, Rudy Giuliani was also talking about a perjury trap, which only Mm -hmm. works just to to paraphrase Lawrence O'Donnell from last night. It only works if the president actually lies. (laughs) If he actually perjures himself, that's the only way a perjury trap would work. And we know that from his own legal team, both people who are currently on his legal team and people who have left his legal team, everyone around him, even his most diehard supporters are like, oh, it's totally going to be a perjury trap. It's a perjury trap, he's going to perjure himself. Re- oh, really? Tell us more about how your Messiah is a great big fat fucking liar. <laughs> well, that's the, right. They're all Jesus admitting Christ. that. I mean, you're not, there's one thing to be, you know, if you say something like every politician lies, yeah. right? All politicians lie. Like there's mm. something to be said for how politicians operate, yeah. right? And not all of them are on the up and up all the time, of course. Like we know that and and there are shifting positions and like there's a difference I think between political lying and what Trump does. Yeah. Right. Like and I don't I don't excuse either of them. I think I think it would be really nice if our politicians didn't lie to us. Yeah. Well politicians but what Trump does is a whole nother brand of dishonesty and lying. Oh yeah. It's, it's I mean, a whole nother level. This is like inherent bullshit at all times. In in my experience, politicians normally function using weasel words, not outright lies. Lies, but they're couched in kind of weaselly language so they can wiggle out. The, the most famous one that I can think of is George H.W. Bush saying, no new taxes. The operative mm-hmm. word there being mm-hmm. not no and taxes, but new. So he was basically saying he wanted people to think, I'm not going to raise your taxes, but he threw in that word new as if to mm-hmm. suggest, well, I'm not going to sign any new taxes. <laughs> so he was able to try to, I mean, when they, when he had to go ahead and, and raise taxes, he was able to wiggle out of that, at least on paper. Of course, it didn't work in the 92 election, but it, it helped him wiggle out of that because he did use the word new. That's the kind of weasel words we're talking about. But Donald mm-hmm. Trump actually makes us all feel like we're going it makes us feel like we're, we're this music <laughs> the Giuliani music it makes, feel, makes us feel like we're going nuts it makes us feel like we're loopy because he says the exact opposite of the truth I mean yeah, he you, doesn't you even count you can't let it. them gaslight you you can't let yeah. this administration tell you that this is normal because nothing about this is okay or normal or something yeah. that should be acceptable this is not who we are as a country. It's not who we want to be. 
this behavior is not acceptable or okay, and he's not above the law. And Giuliani can go on TV and blow hot air all he wants, <laughs> but if Mueller wants to issue a subpoena for the President of the United States, he's welcome to do that. Yeah. And he has the legal right to do that. Well, I mean, as an extension of all of that, it's they're, what they're doing is the, the zaniest, most corrupt, most incompetent berserker president in history, along uh, clearly with his uh, his wacky, bug-eyed lawyer now, America! are painting Robert Mueller and some of the most reputable people inside the Department of Justice as, as mad kooks, as overzealous freaks. This is why, I mean, this is how we all end up feeling like we're being gaslighted because mm -hmm. because what we're seeing are reputable people who have a long history of of having stellar credentials and an amazing golden reputation and they're being painted by this group of cartoon supervillains as being crazy people like mm -hmm. Mueller is somehow this overzealous overreaching madman who's pulling all these levers in his mad scientist lab in order to destroy the whole concept of making America great again but it's but it's these people it's Trump it's Cohen it's everyone around him Giuliani the whole group of the whole as Hillary Clinton said the whole basket of deplorables these are the crazy people these are the stupid people and it's so frustrating to be observing that and knowing that at least 40% of the voting populace in the United States thinks the exact opposite because of what Fox News is pumping down their gullets every day like they're baby birds or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, who benefits from the destruction of the institutions that hold our democracy together? Yeah. Um, well, let's think about that. Russia? Yeah. Russia. If Russia can dismantle American democracy, mm -hmm. he can make American democracy fall apart from the inside out, he wins. Yeah. Because he's not strong enough to beat us militarily. So he uses cyber warfare. Mm -hmm. He tries to wink in the institutions of democracy. He promotes something like Brexit. He goes after the Western democracies to make himself stronger. And yep. who benefits from attacking these institutions of law and order inside the U.S.? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure the people who are conspiring with Vladimir Putin, whether it's Trump or Donald Trump Jr. or anyone linked to the entire basket, so to speak, they're all perfectly OK with the United States transforming more into a kleptocracy like a Russia style kleptocracy, because they'd be the ones who'd benefit that from that the most. They'd be the Oleg Deripaskas mm -hmm. of the you know, they'd be the aluminum king and the fertilizer king and all these kings of the United States who are just stealing money from the American people like Donald Trump is doing right now by not divesting from his business interests and literally profiting off of state visits at Mar-a-Lago, profiting off of every time the uh, the government has to haul his big fat ass out to uh, Bedminster or Sterling, Virginia, or wherever the hell else Donald Trump pretends to play golf. Because by the way, oh, he's not going to have enough time to prepare for North Korea and face questioning by Robert Mueller at the same time. That's, that's the craziness. Like We need yeah. to count up how many hours of golf he plays where he doesn't have time to sit down with Mueller or prepare for Mueller. Right. He's, he's He doesn't have enough time because he's spending half the goddamn day live tweeting Fox News Channel. I mean, yeah, it's, don't it's fucking treat us like we're fucking idiots. All right. So I, I want to get uh, more into these Rudy remarks. And then don't let me forget, we have to talk about this Michael Schmidt news that we got on Rachel Maddow's show last night because this is this is colossal, colossal You're talking news. about the Ukraine? 
Well, there's that, and there's also... Well, we'll get to it in just a second. I want to talk about our Amazon link at bobseska.com real quick. Oh. Uh, if you go to uh, uh, Bob, you got Sus- your link back, huh? Got, got the link back. It's the all. It's like how Stella got her groove back. How Bob <laughs> got his link back. Yeah, everything is right with the world again. America, you f- can feel free to laugh. You can feel. So we're free not to mad shop. at Amazon anymore. No, we're not mad at okay. Amazon anymore. Of course not. And and you know why? Because uh, the Amazon link is back at bobseska.com. Right. It's the all caps Amazon link just beneath the logo, and it takes you. If you click it, it takes you right to the front page of Amazon. I just purchased a really cool thing from Amazon.com this past week. What'd you get? It's it's called well, it's a cassette player for audio cassettes, like the old school tapes. You know. Oh, Grandpa! I know it's <laughs> it's really a Grandpa purchase, but it's by a company called Wiku, and it's got a five star rating and review on Amazon.com. It's by far the best cassette deck rated, and it's teeny tiny. It's about the size of a Walkman. But it, it uses a USB connection to connect up to your computer, and you can take all of your old cassettes and dump all of that audio down onto your oh, computer. Oh, that's the, a cool thing. The reason I got it, uh, Jackie, is because uh, I'm just about to get my hands on a whole box full of old radio tapes of mine, tapes oh. <laughs> from like 25 years ago of me as a, uh, a, as a baby radio guy, as a baby DJ. Uh, doing college radio and on the Don and Mike show and all these other places that I'm just dying to listen to. And I feel like at any minute, those tapes are all going to fall apart. So this will allow me, thanks to Amazon.com and our Amazon link to... Uh, you won't have to use a pencil to rewind the tape? To the <laughs> well, no, tape absolutely not. No, we won't have to do that anymore. And by the way, you millennial listeners, go. you can uh, check Wikipedia Google. for <laughs> ca- cassette <laughs> tapes. <laughs> cassette tapes. Again, it's the all caps uh, Amazon link at bobseska.com. It takes you right to the front page of Amazon.com. You go shopping as normal, uh, except we collect a small commission from some of the things you might purchase. So go, go and do that right now, and we thank you in advance. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Jackie Schechter is here from InvestigateRussia.org. I am. Hi, Jackie. Um, taking a break from all the investigating. Did I tell you every time I talk to my dad, he's like, what's the difference between what you're doing and what Robert Mueller doing? <laughs> every time. Oh, God, Dad. We aggregate the news so that people can have, understand why this is a big deal. You know, I, all the background information. And- it's funny. I've been I've been back on the East Coast uh, since the beginning of March, and so what I've tried to do is uh, I've tried to start up a, a a regular thing in my schedule, which is having lunch with my dad. So every two Aww. weeks or so. I, I drive down to uh, where my dad lives, which is right across the river, and we uh, we have lunch. And I had to explain to him the other day that when I'm, because <laughs> he's he's on Facebook now, and when I uh, when I write something and I post it on Facebook, whether it's a promotion for the podcast or it's a new article I posted or just a rant, I had mm-hmm. to explain to him that those aren't rants that I'm emailing specifically to him. He thought I was sending him all of these anti, because he, I, I'm pretty sure he voted for Trump. And, and I think he was thinking that I was sending all of these hate rants about Donald Trump to him to try to convince him personally. And I said, no, no, that's not how Facebook works. It's not like email. I'm not badgering <laughs> you. I swear to God, I'm not badgering you with anti-Trump screeds every day. And he seemed quite relieved with the news. He didn't, didn't 
fully understand. He didn't. I do not fully understand. Do not fully understand. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so anyway, Rudy referred to the FBI agents as stormtroopers. We talked about that. Yes. He also said last night that Trump can be easily arrested by Mueller after he leaves the presidency. Again, stupid, stupid, stupid. So, so Donald Trump's watching Hannity last night, and suddenly Rudy, suddenly Rudy Giuliani says to Sean Hannity, "Well, you know, it's okay because sometimes." If the president leaves the White House, if he's no longer the president anymore, then he can be arrested by Robert Mueller. Yeah, right? What the fuck? What? Why why did you say that? Shut up. 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 Right. And Rudy, Rudy's just like. I meant to do that. Yeah. That was that was so bad on so many levels. Like just when you thought, and I think there was one point because I tuned in late, but I think there was one point at which Hannity tried to help him. Yeah, he was like, uh, "Are you sure that's what you want to say, Mr. Mayor?" And and Rudy's just like, "Oh, sure, yeah, well, I don't, I don't yeah that's what I meant. <laughs> I, I meant to do that. I meant to do that." Uh, okay, so but and and just to put a cap on the end of this Rudy Giuliani thing, you know. You know, Barack Obama liked to have gherkins in his tuna salad. That was a huge controversy. It was? <laughs> yes, it was. Right-wing internet went batshit when uh, Barack Obama revealed in a uh, in some interview. That was a thing? That was, like a, that was like a controversy? Yeah, I know. I remember specifically Michelle Malkin went bananas when he said this. Over because gherkins? Over gherkins. It was something right before the election where Obama was at home and he was making... Uh, Sasha and Malia a tuna salad each a tuna salad sandwich and he has his special tuna salad recipe is like oh you know uh, I like to put gherkins in my tuna salad and and of course it was just like ah what gherkins what are you talking right wing media so anti American yeah it was like the tan <laughs> suit or you know I remember right? Hannity went nuts about uh, about Barack Obama liking arugula and it was just like they, what they're trying to do what they try to do for eight years is paint Barack Obama uh, and unequivocal family man zero personal scandals as being some sort of a feet closet gay man i mean it's just like this ongoing thing michelle obama michelle obama's transgender and just all these crazy crackpot things all the stuff we're witnessing and that we have been witnessing for the last couple of years with donald trump is all real (laughs) this is real shit and they're like uh it's a big nothing burger (laughs) okay sure Yeah, I don't. What was the news you were talking about? The big news that Michael Schmidt. Okay, broke? Michael Schmidt. All right, here. This is a tweet uh, from uh, Rachel Maddow's blog. Uh, New York Times, Michael Schmidt. I'm just going to read this verbatim. Trump lawyers are nervous about the New York case. This is, of course, the Cohen case in the Southern District of New York because neither Trump nor Cohen will say what they think is in the papers taken in the raid of Cohen's home, hotel, and office. Yeah, so this is... They're not telling their lawyers what's in there. Yeah, they're not telling their lawyers about the horror show that could potentially be held within those documents. This is absolute insanity. How? I mean, this is why everyone representing Donald Trump and everyone representing Michael Cohen... Says who? ...is just beside themselves... And, and wondering, holy shit, this thing in Southern District of New York is so much worse than the Mueller investigation. And it's because both Trump and Cohen are refusing to reveal to their own legal representation what kind of crap is in these documents. So they can, their lawyers and their legal team 
can do zero preparation. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I think that there's there's some big connections there. And, and yeah. I think we're going to find out. I mean, it's got to be financial. Right. Um, there's got to be some shady stuff. I mean, maybe it has to do with the Moscow deal. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Trump Tower Moscow deal, Felix Sater. Uh, you just see yesterday, Tom Arnold tweeted out a photo <laughs> of him hanging out with Felix Sater. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I put it up on investigaterussia.org, just, you know, on the Twitter feed as a, for what it's worth. You know, I don't, I don't know that it means anything to anybody, but if they're, they're sitting around chit chatting about their mutual friend and, Russia and yeah, I'm just Sater doesn't look like he's the least bit concerned, and he has a history of cooperating with federal investigators. I have no idea what the hell's going on with Tom Arnold and his darting tongue. It just it's so yeah, bizarre knows? what what's yeah, happening. Yeah, he Tom just wants Arnold. to stay relevant, or he yeah, who knows what's going on there. But more interesting to me in that was Felix Sater. Yeah, um, because Felix Sater holds the keys to a heck of a lot of information when it comes to Trump and Russia and yeah. Russian interests. He goes way back with him and and there's a lot he knows so right. the fact that he doesn't look the least bit concerned oh let's talk about michael caputo for a minute Speaking okay of people who look concerned so caputo <laughs> goes in he's already he's already interviewed with the house intelligence committee a mm -hmm. while back right yep. he goes in tuesday to interview with the senate intelligence committee and he comes out guns blazing he comes out all agitated and angry and this is costing me so much money and damn them all to hell and bloviating and right then Wednesday, Caputo goes in to talk to the special counsel investigators and comes out a new man, right? <laughs> right. He comes out with his tail between his legs. He comes out worried. He, he says it was an unpleasant experience and that uh, they're laser focused. And, you know, if, if the Senate's fishing, then then the special counsel spearfishing spear fishing, is exactly yeah. what they've got. He says they know more. This was the quote that got me. They know more about the Trump campaign than anybody who was on the campaign. <laughs> so all of the people who are coming out and saying nothing happened, nothing happened, no collusion, nothing happened. Uh, Caputo, at least, is convinced that the special counsel knows a heck of a lot more about the campaign than any one person who was involved in it. Yeah. Uh, and there's a totally different tone when you're going from damn you all to hell to oh crap. <laughs> right. Uh, and Caputo was in an oh crap mood after that interview. And of course, with Fox News is cleaning up after him because, I mean, if you look at the CNN headline, for example, about Michael Caputo, it says Michael Caputo says it's clear Mueller investigators focused on Russia collusion. And then the Fox News headline is. God damn you to hell. Michael Caputo tells Senate panel. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, okay. Nice. All right. All right. I get, I get what they're doing. I get their little flim flam. Yeah, and look, the Senate, the Senate can only do so much. And that's what Burr and Warner, God bless them, have been saying. Like, there's only, when we saw how everything deteriorated in the House, the Senate, I mean, they're, they're staying on track, but there's only so much. I think the federal investigators, I, knock on wood I think they've got the dirt and yeah. I think they know and you know they've got the power of subpoena and they've got the the opportunity to compel these people to show up and to tell a grand jury what they know and I mean I just I just think it's all happening behind the scenes and yep. I think that these people are in deep deep trouble and they're just discovering how deep of trouble they're actually in and I really believe it's going to extend far beyond the Trump White House and the Trump campaign I do think that it's going to loop in maybe some figures from the Republican Party establishment oh, as well oh god Devin Nunes is so dirty. He's so dirty. I mean, you know, New York He's Times. He's so dirty. Mark Meadows knows something. Jim Jordan knows something. Matt Getz knows something. Ron oh, DeSantis yeah. is going to get wrapped up in it. All of these <laughs> Trump loyalists, these total losers in the House who mm. are willing to carry water for President Trump. I yeah. mean, every single one of them. Nunes may be dirtier than all of them. And oh, I don't God. know what 
what the Russians have on them, but it's something. Well, um, but the rest of them that are willing to jump on that bandwagon, like I, I don't know why you're hitching your horse to that. <laughs> I know that. Well, that's the that's the big picture question: is why are the all these people rushing to defend this? obviously failed presidency and it's clearly because they have a personal stake in all of this whether it's they're along the line compromised yeah, they or they're it. dirty or whatever there's some reason why that they're going to these lengths to defend donald trump in the white house i mean why would mitch mcconnell not bring that bill to the floor to protect robert Mueller? why would he refuse to do that i mean then we find out that oligarchs linked to oleg deripaska gave mitch mcconnell something like 2.5 million dollars for his pack gave uh, uh, other Republican politicians, uh, other Republican senators, including yeah. Lindsey Graham. I mean, Lindsey Graham got, I want to say, s- at least six figures from the same oligarch. Unfucking believable And then meanwhile... Well, don't forget the money that funnels in through the NRA, too. Yeah, there's I mean, that, that, too. Jesus there's Christ. There's a lot of money. I mean, the NRA spent, what, $30 million on the Trump campaign? It's more than they've ever spent on any other candidate. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, this money comes in, and, and they're not being forthcoming about their disclosure. It was only one Russian ever gave money, and then all of a sudden, there's 23 new Russians <laughs> they discover. It's right. There's a big difference between one and 23. Um, I mean, the Russians are like gremlins. They multiply with they water do. if you get if you right. get them wet if you feed them after midnight you're totally screwed but if you get them wet, now, the news multiple. i wanted to to bring up i just thought it was super important that yeah. i, I want to make sure that people know because it got buried yesterday two stories and and that did a good job yeah the ukraine story and then also the russian sanction story so the story with the ukraine i don't know if you're going to get into it oh I yeah yeah let's wanna, do that now. i don't want to yeah. jump the shark on you but um <laughs> so the ukraine story is basically that ukraine has decided that it's not going to cooperate with Mueller's investigators anymore because it doesn't want to piss off trump and it, 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 I mean, it's a, wow. like an international level of extortion, right? It's we don't we don't want to get involved in this. We don't want to make him angry. So they've essentially frozen all the investigative work they were doing into the money that Manafort may or may not have have hidden from his work or has likely hidden from his work with the uh, pro-Russian exiled president of Ukraine that Manafort worked for. So they've decided now that because they just got a bunch of military weapons from the U.S. and because they get financial aid from the U.S., that they don't want to jeopardize that. And so they're just going to not cooperate anymore Yeah. Um, because they don't want to make Trump angry. So, you know, that's that's a big, important story that on an international level that the, the Trump's using the Mueller investigation to kind of pull strings, especially when it comes to someone like Manafort, who knows mm-hmm. where all the bodies are buried. The other big story that didn't get any attention, as far as I can tell, is that the Treasury Department has given investors in uh, the aluminum company that Oleg Deripaska owns a majority stake in mm-hmm. more time, like a month now, to divest themselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rusal. Yeah, they're, they're basically like giving investors more time to figure out how to move their money. Well, it's not, oh it's not a, an effective sanction if you're giving people who have money in this company the opportunity to move their money before you sanction it. <laughs> yeah, exactly so, right. So they're they're tiptoeing around all these sanctions. They're they're going real easy on the companies affiliated with Oleg Deripaska, and I don't think that's by accident. Now, what the Russians are saying is that you know there's going to be uprisings because the Rusal is so important, this aluminum company is so important, and everyday people are going to lose their jobs, and you're going to have an impact. Well, the, it's all tied into the Russian government, right? The Russian government saying, "Here's what we need to make things go smoothly. Help us out here." And Treasury's going, "Okay." 
Okay, mm-hmm. we'll give you more time. Yeah. So it, it's awfully suspicious, and the news gets buried. The news is there, uh, but we don't see Steve Mnuchin coming out and being all vocal in public about how they're going to give more time to Rusal and this other auto company that Oleg Deripaska has a majority stake in. I mean, it's awfully convenient that it's this this oligarch that's tied to both Putin and Manafort, and he's getting a break on sanctions. Yeah, I mean, what we're looking at here with the the Ukraine story is is something similar, I think, at least to the uh, Iran Contra story, where you've got an arms sale, an arms mm-hmm. arms deal for these uh, anti tank missiles called javelins, mm-hmm. and you've got this deal going down in exchange for uh, a non cooperative posture when it comes to. The Robert Anything Mueller having to do with Manafort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- exactly right. So this is an arms for co- or lack of cooperation deal. And mm-hmm. uh, just staggeringly corrupt in its own sense. I mean, as its own thing. The State Department issued an export license, according to the New York Times, for the missiles on December 22nd. And on March 2nd, the Pentagon announced final approval for the sale of 210 javelins, these anti-tank missiles, and 35 launching units. The order to halt investigations into Manafort came in early April. How convenient is the timing of that? And we're supposed to go, oh, it's just coincidence. Uh, there's yeah. nothing, nothing to see here. It's all big. It's all big nothing burger. It's fake news, right? Oh, my God. And it just makes us feel further and further <laughs> gaslighted. <laughs> I mean, just unbelievably gaslighted. All right. Yeah, I, I wanted to add, too, the New York Times' Adam Goldman said uh, Rosenstein and top FBI officials have come to suspect that some lawmakers were using their oversight authority to gain intelligence about that investigation so that it could be shared with the White House. <coughs> Devin Nunes. <coughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I got a note from a friend yesterday that Ezra Cohen Watnett's lawyer was trying to find a way to get in touch with me. Uh, and I thought oh, maybe really? it's because I took the piss out of him on Twitter. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know. He hasn't reached out to me yet. So God bless him. But right. He was um, the guy. He was the guy in the National Security Council. Right. Who was. Fired, yeah. So Ezra. And then- yeah. He was. Well, McMaster wanted to get rid of him and yeah. Trump saved his job. Personally, the president of the United States personally stepped in and saved this 30 year old dude from getting fired Uh because he was a a Flynn hire. Yeah. Right. Then all of a sudden he gets released from the White House and then he gets hired at DOJ to work directly with Sessions. But the president also stepped in and said, hire him. I mean, this guy's got something and he's the one who uh, helped get that, he helped with Nunez's midnight run. He's the one, I don't know if he actually handed the documents to Nunez uh, or he copied them. It depends on who you who you listen to. I mean, originally it was he was Nunez's source and now the lawyer's saying that he didn't he didn't have anything to do with it or he, he just copied them. He didn't actually hand them to Nunez. Who cares? The yeah. point is he's totally entwined with Nunez. Um, and, and I think that that doesn't get enough attention uh, either is the shadiness of Ezra Cohen Watnick and how he, when, you know, he's all of a sudden he's a favorite of Trump the yeah, stepping in to save his job. And then he shows up, that. he pops up again at DOJ with yep. sessions. I mean, it's talk about having an insider, right? And then <laughs> now they want all this information so they can, they know Rod Rosenstein can't hand over this this, these documents. The documents they're asking for are part of an ongoing investigation. They can't be handed over unredacted. It's illegal to do so. I mean, yep. there's no way Rosenstein can possibly do that. It's against protocol of the DOJ. And so they're trying to entrap Rosenstein to say that he's uncooperative and they, the president can go after him. It's it's absurd. And good on Rosenstein for standing up and saying the DOJ won't be extorted. You know, it's amazing uh, to observe all of this, Jackie, because what we're talking about is an entire group of Republicans. It's Rosenstein 
Rosenstein's a Republican. Mueller's a Republican. Comey's a Republican. The the House uh, and the Senate are controlled by Republicans. And of course, the president's a Republican. And they're all fighting. But you would never know it by looking at the Republican Party establishment that they're attacking their own Republican members, people of high reputations, of, of stellar credentials, and they're attacking their own people, and they're painting them all as being Hillary or Democratic shills. This is just, the, from a big picture point of view, this is just an a, another prong of the endless uh, uh, machinery of insanity that we've been observing in all of this. Okay, I want to take uh, one last break, and we'll come back. There's some additional news. We were talking about Trump's time management and whether or not he's capable of doing some additional studying for a Mueller interview while still preparing for North Korea. Does it matter? Yeah, Does it really I, matter? I know. I've got, I've got some updated news on that right after these words. You're not going out to play until you've finished all your homework. Oh, mother scrubber. No dessert until you've eaten your vegetables. <sighs> mother scrubber. Who's mommy's little oogie woogums? Show your mama some love. Give me a kiss. Oh, mother scrubber. You're not going out dressed like that, are you? Oh, mother scrubber. This Mother's Day, celebrate the first woman in your life, the one who taught you everything you know with a special something from Bubble Genius. Like our Mother Scrubber gift basket loaded with mama-friendly stuff, including our cocoa butter-enhanced Yo Mama bath bar and hippie stench perfume. Or Fresh Pick Suds, a lovely collection of flower soaps for your sweet ma. How about an artsy Bath the Venus bath bar? Bubble Genius has something for the best mother scrubbing mama out there. Yours. BubbleGenius.com Bob Seska The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Okay, a few minutes left here in today's show. Thank you again for joining us today. Um, all right, so Mother Jones just uh, just posted this uh, very brief article. Oh, yeah? Informing us about Donald Trump's schedule for today. Remember last night, Rudy Giuliani was saying, well, how the... How in God's name? How in God's name is the President of the United States? We're talking about the President of the United States, for God's sake. How is he supposed to prepare for this Nobel Peace Prize winning summit with North Korea and also prepare for an interview with Robert Mueller and his fake investigation? How are these things supposed to happen He's at the same time? He's super duper busy. Yeah, he's so busy. Super duper busy. So busy. We find out that Trump's schedule for today <laughs> is as follows. Thursday, May 3, 2018, 11 a.m., attends National Day of Prayer, Rose Garden. 12 p.m., receives his intelligence briefing. And that's it. That is, that is the entire presidential schedule for May 3, 2018. By the way... He subtly insulted the Pences during that national day <laughs> Did of he? Did prayer. He really? Oh, yeah. I know. He said something to the effect of, you know, happy to have Mike and Karen Pence here today. You know, they're they're very, they believe in prayer or whatever. Yeah. He goes, and boy, do they. I'm with them all the time or something like that. It was like, do you believe how, how much these people believe in God? Like, it was... <laughs> I 
have to get the exact wording. I have to look at it again. But it was it was like he totally took the piss out of the pences, like a very subtle jab. Like, how about do you these, believe these people? How about these yeah. two idiots? They believe in the flying spaghetti monster. Unbelievable. The most tremendous flying spaghetti monster. I have oh, to find so the funny. exact writing of that. I tweeted it out, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, as we said before, Ty Cobb is out. Ty Cobb also said in a that a uh, Trump interview with Mueller is certainly not off the table. Uh, Giuliani added that Trump's legal team was still several weeks away from determining whether Trump would sit for an interview with Mueller. Of course, that's because of Trump's very, very busy schedule of doing Can somebody please nothing. explain to me why Trump thinks this is his choice? Yeah. <laughs> that's the part I don't understand I know, about all of this. I know. Why does Trump think this is his decision to make? Well, you know, he's, in addition to... And I, I mean, just, he can make it the decision, but the yeah. fact that he's going to get subpoenaed, like, he's not above the law. No. He can't say, I'm just not going to do it, and there'd be no consequences. The, the, here's the problem with having a president who has no sense of history, who has no sense of the Constitution, or the traditions of the presidency. This is a guy, Donald Trump, who is like a child who who's gotten into his dad's uh, clothes closet and has put on his dad's mm-hmm. shoes and his dad's tie and his big oversized dad coat, his sport coat, and starts marching around like, I'm dad now. I'm the dad and you can't do anything to me. You can't punish me. You can't send me to my room because I am dad and you will listen to dad. And of course, he's just a little boy in this dad suit. And that's Donald Trump. Donald Trump is cloaked in in the movie Lincoln. Uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis screams out, I'm the president, I'm cloaked in immense power. And, and Donald Trump thinks he's cloaked in this immense power, but he's got no sense of what mm-hmm. that means and where to turn it off and where the law supersedes that power. He has no sense of any of that because he's just a fucking nitwit who was foisted into the presidency by Russia and a social media campaign and all of it and and he's got no idea how to do the job or what the job entails or the long history behind what presidents do and don't do as a matter of tradition and and so that's I think that explains a lot of what we see it certainly explains his twitter habits but it's also it also explains a lot in terms of how Trump is behaving toward the special counsel and toward Congress and toward the Democrats and toward his political opponents and enemies. Uh, he's just got no sense of the gravity of, of what he's doing. He just feels like he's got absolute power and that's it. That's so it. Something just came up while we're chatting oh, uh, shit. from the Washington Post. <laughs> shit. From Philip Rucker at the Washington Post. White House lawyers McGahn and Flood were not aware that Trump repaid Cohen $130,000 for Stormy Daniels hush money until Giuliani said so on Fox. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just thought you'd appreciate that one, right? Yeah. Well, that makes total sense. Emmett Flood made a good life choice. <laughs> good luck, Emmett Flood. I hope he can develop a wacky mustache because I think that's the only thing that's going to keep him around uh, at this point. Because, I mean, other than that, he's just going to sit in a few more meetings with Donald Trump and just go, oh, my God. He's going to be like uh, the Sam Kinison joke where you get out at the red light and just start running. <laughs> you get out of the car and just like, oh, God. I think I'm going to start a band and I'm calling it Generational Rapport because that's... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Generational Rapport is getting McGann and Flood in all shades of trouble here. Jesus Christ. How do you how do you work your way out of that one? Like, hi, legal team. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention this. You know, it's I'm fl- going to send Giuliani on Hannity's show to just blab it to the world. Just to give you a sense of how 
how frustrating it is to actually try to assemble these news items into a show. I actually didn't think when you brought up Michael Caputo, I was like, oh, shit, I don't have anything on Michael Caputo for today. And then I just scrolled down in my my list of links to talk about uh, on the show. And sure enough, I do have a Michael Caputo item. I totally was ready for it. Of course you do. I just forgot. I forgot. I forgot because there's so much goddamn news. And we haven't even gotten to Cambridge Analytica. We'll wrap up. Oh, that's a good one. With this one. Our Cambridge Analytica shutting down. It's filing for bankruptcy following mounting legal fees in the Facebook investigation. By the way, I did see a brand new ad launched for Facebook. It was on MSNBC a few times last night in prime time where facebook is now like all right you know all that craziness that happened we're not doing that anymore it's going to go back to being fun family pictures of food and babies and cat videos because i want to see more pics of your baby awesome (laughs) yes but no more show me more of your baby just sitting there doing baby shit that's great we at facebook have decided not to enable any more russian active measures because it's all about you isn't it Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Facebook. Really Sorry. appreciate it. I fell it's, asleep for a minute there. A little, little, little too late. A little too late. It would, have been, it would have been more convenient had that been announced two so years ago. So I want to see what you have on Cambridge Analytica because I might have a little extra add to the story. Okay, well, just, just go ahead. Take it, take it away because that's, I mean, all I know at this point is that the CEO called the current environment futile due to the company's damaged reputation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. After harvesting data from up to 87 million people. Oh, the story gets better. You ready for this? Oh, goody, goody, goody. I'm wringing my hands together. Bob Seska Show listeners, you ready for this one you may have missed? Let's go. Let's have it. Bring it on. Bring it on. I can take it. It's not shutting down. They're just rebranding. Oh, okay. I sort of thought that was... The executives and the funders behind Cambridge Analytica set themselves up to go ahead under a new name. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so here's the story. Uh, and it, actually, Business Insider found this about a month and a half ago or so. Uh, but the Mercers <laughs> signed on to the board of this new data gathering company called Emerdata. Oh, God. E-M-E-R-D-A-T-A on March 16th. Mm-hmm. Former Cambridge Analytica CEO Alexander Nix was named a director of Emerdata in February. Wow. That was before the Facebook scandals. He was terminated. Uh, but that same day, Alexander Taylor, who's the former chief data officer at Cambridge Analytica, was named a director at Emerdata. <laughs> Shit. Wheatland, Wheatland, the guy who conducted the phone call with all the staffers that said, hey, we're shutting down Cambridge Analytica, mm-hmm. he signed on as a director of Emerdata in March. So oh. Emerdata is this new company that is going to be all the same people at Cambridge Analytica. They're just rebranding it. Yeah. So it's the Mercers, it's the Taylor, it's, it's all these people, right, behind Cambridge Analytica. They just have a new name. Now, on top of that, there's a connection to Eric Prince. Mm-hmm. Gets even better. Yeah. Uh, according to public filings in Britain's company's house, Emerdata was incorporated in August. The Mercers were reported in March 16th. Uh, it says that the connection to Eric Prince, here it is, Johnson Chun Shun Ko, the deputy chairman of Frontier Services Wait, what was Group, that, what was that name again? What was that name again? Johnson Chun Shun Ko. <laughs> that was my radio name in 1972. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Johnson Chun Shun Ko was an early FM adopter of... Uh, so here's, here's here, this, this is from Business Insider now, right? He's the deputy chairman of Frontier Services Group. He's a company director at Emerdata. Mm-hmm. Frontier's a private security firm which mostly operates in Africa and is currently chaired by U.S. 
businessman and prominent Trump supporter Eric Prince. Oh, God, God. And of course, he knows about rebranding because he was the head of Blackwater, which then, Correct. because of all of the bullshit and, and awfulness and controversy that was stored yes. up during the uh, the Iraq war, had to rebrand Blackwater into Z. I think it was XI, like almost like the, the Chinese president. And then, yeah. uh, and then he changed it to something else. I think it's yet another name now. But yeah, Eric Prince. So good. look out for the name Emmerdata because that's the new Cambridge Analytica. It's all oh the same people. God. They just have a new name. So much fun. So much fun. <laughs> all of this stuff. I, I feel like I've been pummeled with information. I'm, oh, I'm, you? I'm black and blue. I'm I go sore. whole days without showering. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I know the feeling. Like it's 7 p.m. Holy crap. I know. I should eat something and take a shower. That is, Jackie, that is every day for me. I'm like. <laughs> but I live I live alone. You I have know. to, Kimberly has to deal with your non-showered, <laughs> non-eating self. Well, fortunately, I still make time to shower, but, I, you know, I'll be sitting here working and then suddenly I'll hear Chris Matthews' voice coming from the other room and I'm like. <laughs> the same thing is is it that time already it's chris matthews time already jesus fucking christ i look at the clock and it's like 15 minutes after seven i'm going where did i haven't even i when was the last time i actually ingested food i have no idea where i am or what year it is that's why we need the soap yeah i was just like i was just catching up with the michelle wolf crap and suddenly there's all this bornstein shit out i mean it's just like Ongoing bubble genius soap. That's exactly right. Best soap in the world. All right. So more to talk about, obviously, coming up on the Postmortem Show. Uh, you can find the Postmortem Show on our Patreon page. All you got to do is click the all caps Patreon link at bobseska.com, and it takes you to our Patreon page. You can sign up at various levels, and those level- levels give you various forms of bonus content, extra shows that you want to listen to, including the Postmortem Show and the Friday After Parties and and if you subscribe at $15 a month, you get a commercial-free version of this show as well as everything else that's our top tier. Okay, so some plugs here as we wrap up. Jackie Schechner, of course, can be found at investigaterussia.org and on Twitter at, at, at Jackie Schechner. That's J-A-C-K-I-S-C-H-E-C-H-N-E-R. Buzz yes. Burbank's at buzzburbank.com and realmnetwork.com. Of course, Mark and Lowell are at realmnetwork.com. Jody Hamilton's at from-the-bunker.com. Stephanie Miller's at stephaniemiller.com and at Stephanie M- Steph Miller Show. Kimberly Johnson, patreon.com slash start me up. That is her podcast. Go and subscribe nice. over there. And Jen Kirkman's tour dates can be found at jenkirkman.com. Oh, and by the way, you can also catch this here show at littlegreenfootballs.com. Thanks to uh, Charles Johnson for Charles that. Charles Johnson. All right. Thank you, Jackie. Postmortem show coming up next. See you over there, folks. Bye bye. to do that.